Hey there, and welcome to the devotional. I'm Walter, the dyslexic bilingual hillbilly and pastor of the Rhine River Baptist Church. Today is Tuesday, September 26th, 2023. And today we're looking at the character Ehud. Uh, he was a left-handed Benjamite. So um, he was uh, the second or third um, judge. Uh, it's interesting when you start looking at him in the timeline and where they were at. Uh, it can get confusing. So, um, but he's one that we know a little bit about here. He is a Benjamite and he was left-handed. So what can we learn from him? Uh, what can we get from this? Well, we find his story in Judges chapter 3, verses 12 through 30. So it's a little bit of a lengthy passage. We won't read it all, but uh, just um, as we start looking at this, you, you've got to understand that the Israelites had started this pat pattern again. They had uh, turned from God. They had started serving the gods of the Moabites, funny enough. So the Moabites are the ones that have control over them. Um, and God gives them over to the Moabites for 18 years, it appears. And the, the king of the Moabites is called Iglon. He was a tyrant. He was cruel. He was fat. Um, he was... Uh, just uh, a wicked person. And here you have Ehud that is um, getting ready to, to confront him. It says in Judges chapter 3, verse 16, it says, But Ehud made him a dagger which had two edges and a cubit length, and he girded it under his raiment upon his right thigh. And as we look at what Ehud did here, how he went about this. Uh, there are a few things that I think we can learn from Ehud uh, and, and just see that he was wise in what he did. Uh, he knew he had an opportunity to confront the king of Moab, Iglon here. Um, and, and so he prepared ahead of time. He didn't just happen upon the circumstance. He prepared ahead of time. Um, he made himself a, a dagger. Now, Oftentimes when a person or a, a group of people, a, a town or a tribe would be conquered, their smiths would be executed and taken away or just uh, taken into captivity so that you couldn't have somebody make metal products. Metal products were uh, like the um, leading edge technology back then. If you could make a better sword than the other person, uh, you were in good shape. Uh, it really helped. I mean, if you had a sword uh, out of metal against somebody with uh, a stick, uh, you're in a whole lot better shape than the person with the stick, unless the person with the stick knows how to use their stick up <laughs> to great effect. So, um, but Iglon, or Ehud took and made himself uh, a dagger. He was willing to take the time and the energy to make one of these daggers. Uh, it, it wasn't an easy process. If you've ever been to a place where you watch them do metal working and forge things, uh, it's quite a process. Uh, my brother used to shoe horses and he would take and heat up uh, the horseshoes and uh, bend them and work them and uh, takes a lot of energy. Uh, but even back then, they would take different parts or different types of uh, material and have to beat it out of the rock and get their cell, heat up the rock 
uh, extremely hot, then beat out the rock and, and get what they needed from it and make a sheet and then beat that sheet into uh, something usable. It would take um, upwards of uh, five, six hundred hours to make a good sword, uh, make a good dagger. And, and so he was willing to take the time to do this. Uh, also, um, when he put it on, he put it, um, he, we, we read right there, uh, he put it under his raiment upon his right thigh. Uh, and the reason that that is interesting is because if you had your dagger on your right thigh, oftentimes it meant that that was a gift to the person that you were going to. If you had it on your left thigh, it meant it was a weapon that was easily obtained if you were right-handed. Well, Ehud, being left-handed, put it on his right thigh so it was easily accessible, but it was disguised from his enemy so that they didn't know that he had his weapon right there and ready to pull out. Um, and, and so he, he used some trickery in this, which is not wrong at all, because our enemy, uh, the Moabites, were all the time trying to trick and deceive and put their, their um, opponents off guard. So uh, it's not a wrong thing to use a tactic, uh, a different tactic here. And, and then he had a plan of escape once he had confronted Ehud, or Eglon, uh, Ehud brought in a gift for Eglon. He laid it before him, and then he said, I have a message for you. And, and he worded it in such a way where um, Eglon thinks that he's going to get some uh, information about what's going on in Israel that he can use. Uh, the sword is put on in a different manner, so he, he trusts him. He gains his confidence. And then he pulls out with his left hand the sword. Um, Iglon is probably thinking, well, it's going to be a gift for him. Uh, he didn't realize it was going to be a gift for him. He gave it to him. Uh, the Bible says he uh, stuck him with it. And then because Iglon was so fat that the fat closed in around the, the hilt uh, of the dagger. And so it just... Uh, the dagger was stuck inside this very fat man. And, and I can imagine him just trying to squirm and get away from it. And all the while, this double-edged dagger is doing damage on the inside. And uh, the Bible says that the dirt uh, came out. Uh, if you've ever skinned an animal or if you've ever um, worked with uh, a dead carcass, you'll know you don't want to break that uh, pouch where the um, intestines are because when the dirt comes out, it stinks. Well, so Ehud takes and uh, escapes out. He locks the door behind him, and it says that he was in his summer palace or in his uh, chamber there, and, and it kind of gives the idea that he might have been using the bathroom. Um, that's why they were ashamed to go in. They didn't want to disturb him on the toilet. Well, you know, if he's in there for 30 minutes, an hour, that gives a person on foot a good enough time to get quite a ways away. And um, that's where uh, Ehud had a plan. He got away. He united the people that were around him, and they took the fords. 
and they destroyed the Moabites and God gave them peace because Ehud was willing to do this. Now, um, what, what can we learn from this whole process? Well, first off, we need to make sure that um, we understand that we are living, uh, we, we are in a battle between good and evil, between God and Satan. Uh, I don't think anybody would argue that there is not a battle going on. Um, it, it, it's pretty obvious. And, and when we see that we're in a battle, we need to act like we're in a battle. Uh, the Bible tells us in First Peter chapter 5, verse 8, it says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Um, Satan's, one of his best uh, tricks is just to get us complacent and to get us off guard where we're not being sober and vigilant and, and watching for what is going on. We need to be looking for those opportunities and preparing for the opportunities to get into the battle. Uh, the next thing that I see here is we need to use the right tactics uh, for the right situation. Um, oftentimes, we're not very wise that way. We uh, will go into a situation like a bull in a china cabinet. Um, it, it just, we start destroying things that we don't need to destroy. Uh, or other times we uh, are so timid that it doesn't do the job. When I used to work and, and go into the refugee homes here in Germany, and, and take the gospel into those places, uh, take Bibles into those places, and deal with the Muslims. Uh, I loved working with the Muslims because uh, they love to talk about their faith, but they get very loud, and they get very in your face. And if you're not willing to stand up and boldly defend your faith, they think your faith is not worth having. So you better be ready with that tactic of standing up boldly with your for your faith. Uh, then there are other times as you're talking with people that you need to be very winsome. My dad used to say, you've got to be winsome to win some. Uh, Matthew chapter 10 verse 16 tells us this, behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. We've got to know the situation that we're in so that we can act wisely and, and be discerning in what we're doing uh, with the gospel. Uh, we need to remember that it's not about us and whether or not we are going to win the argument. It, it's about God's good name, and, and that's good to keep in mind. The last thing that I'll, I'll point out, and there are a few others, but the last thing that I'll point out today is this. Uh, we need to look to the future battle that we will uh, also have to fight in the coming days. Uh, we need to have the right strategy. Oftentimes, um, we'll do something right now and maybe win a battle now, but we lose for later on. Um, and, and this is oftentimes when we have infighting amongst ourselves. Um, we will fight among ourselves over things that are trivial and uh, we'll forget that God has given each and every one of us a conscience, and we've got to let people be free uh, to, to follow their own conscience. Uh, Luke chapter 9 verse uh, 50 tells us this. Well, uh, just a little bit of the story. Uh, John uh, was walking along and saw somebody casting out devils, 
in the name of Jesus, and he forbid him. And he tells Jesus about it. And Jesus, in verse 50, it says, And Jesus said unto him, Forbid him not, for he that is not against us is for us. Um, we need to learn to identify our true enemy. Uh, and I heard a pastor say this one time. Um, he said, if you can see it, it's not your enemy. Uh, your wife is not your enemy. Uh, the other church across town is not your enemy. Um, the the neighbor that is next to you is not your enemy. Our enemy is Satan. And we need to wrestle against him and against his forces. And we need to take him down uh, the right way. Uh, the word of God, uh, the word of God is sharp uh, and it's powerful. And it's powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And it divides between the soul and, and the spirit. And it will help us if we will know the word of God and prepare ourselves ahead of time with the two-edged word of God, we'll be ready to get into these battles. Uh, the problem for too many of us is that we don't know our Bible well enough. We have not read it. Uh, we've not studied it. And when we get asked a hard question, we get flustered because we don't know the answer to it. So we would just rather keep our mouths shut. Uh, we need to get into the word of God and prepare. Spend the time that's necessary be ready to get into the battle. Otherwise, Satan will just win. And who of us wants that? I don't think anybody does. So get into your, your Bible, study to show yourself proved uh, unto God, a workman that needs not be ashamed. So thank you so much for joining with us today. And until the next time, auf Wiedersehen.